You know what our podcast motto is? Let's do it. You got to spend money to lose money. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there that's, in a that's, lot. Of Get the you're gonna get the full buttery intro too. Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast booth at Baltimore Comic Con. We have with us Chris Miskevich and Vincent Kings. They are the authors of or the author and the artist behind This Is Where We Fall. Chris Miskevich is also the author of the Grateful Dead Origins graphic novel which we'll get to in a little bit they are also just super cool dudes that we want to hang out with i i went to their booth to get some autographs yesterday where i i forced chris to listen to me describe each of my closest friends before he before he wrote the inscriptions i have never had an author endure anything like this i did once meet madeline albright and i was at her book signing and I asked if she would write a quote from Neil Young in it, and the quote was, keep on rocking in the free world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me, mm -hmm. raised an eyebrow, smiled, and did it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like explain to her like mm -hmm. the history of my friendship with my buddy Josh, who is a regular guest on the show. And so, um, thank you for enduring that, Chris. It, it wasn't enduring. That was that was, yeah, that was like a highlight of that day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we, we had two really like shining star moments at our booth one was you coming over and like all of us behind you know the table going like this is this is great it happened a few times yesterday too oh that's you cool. gotta do this really you gotta like you know, you know my uncle he this he that it was great and then you know that's a nod to the band everybody really knows somebody who really digs that band on a personal reason which is great the second was um was, was this kid who came over and saw vincent's time dog and the cover has a dog behind a dog behind a dog and we caught we caught a video of the kid basically he was like explaining what he thought it was and i you know his explanation was he thought it was a comic about a dog smelling another dog's butt smelling another dog's butt smelling another dog's butt so, so those were those were our moments man those were our two shining stars that, yesterday at the booth. that that is amazing so we have met amazing creators this weekend that come from a lot of them more from like the superhero comic genre mm -hmm. who are amazing brilliant creative folks you guys strike me more as dudes that i would say are like more the guys i would have hung out with at a record store or 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 at the video store is that as opposed to the comic shop is that accurate or am i being judgmental I'd be at the comic shop too. You'd be yeah, at the man. comic shop, so you were a comic I'd, I'd, book kid. Yeah, I'd be at all that. I, I was like at the all of those. Heroes. I was all of those places. I was at the comic shop. I was buying tickets to shows. Sure. Were, were, were you also like in a band or anything like that? Yeah, I, that's my fault. Yeah, I wasted those that decade doing that. Yeah, oh, okay. I spent, <laughs> I spent <laughs> that time lugging that gear, and oh, nice. walking into those places. Yeah. What was your jam? What was your music? Ooh, uh, I was in a band called Swinger Eight uh, for eight years in New York. It was. Um, <laughs> it was a real loop. It was all swingers. You know, it's a different podcast. Um, but but uh, yeah, it was a psychedelic three-piece that became a five-piece that 
that became a four piece, that became a five piece. Was this just like as you made friends and then had falling outs with those friends, this was the band? <laughs> no, the band not, would not expand quite. and contract. Just, exactly. A lot of people, a couple of good, really good guitarists came through. Uh, Patrick Murdoch, Christopher Fort. Uh, there were a lot of Chris's in the band, actually. Mm-hmm. Cool. When my bass player was Chris, I was a Chris. So wait, oh, what, oh, was your, what was your job in the band? I played guitar and co-sang with uh, Chris Medrano and also co-sang with Ozzy Martinez, who was the uh, our drummer. That's punk awesome. rock Oz. We were a very weird looking band. I mean, we were doing like, you know, 15 minute, 12 minute opuses of just like weird, delayed shit. And everyone's listening to The Strokes that year. That's so oh, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. a little, little behind I, or right. ahead. Did so, you know I was in bands, Chris? I did not know you were in bands, yeah. Vincent. Uh, my first band was in fifth grade with my siblings. <laughs> oh, so you're like us. Oh, you're like us. Well, we you had a podcast. We you never had a band. It. We were called Loch Ness, and we spent way more time printing T-shirts than we did actually writing so music. just like us. It was more like an art project, <laughs> but uh, it all worked out. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's awesome. All right, and Vincent, yeah. so you're hanging out in the comic shops. What was your jam in the comic shops? What oh, were... uh, I was like raised by Hellboy. Like Hellboy's my uh, dad. Okay. Hellboy's <laughs> your dad. <laughs> That's, so which Hellboy is your dad? Ron oh. Perlman? Like Jewish Hellboy or David Harbour? Mm. More oh. like Midwestern. No, no. Mignola Hellboy. Mignola like, Hellboy. Like, okay. I do prefer Ron Perlman if you're giving me the choice yeah. between the live action But that Hellboys. is Mignola Hellboy, don't you think? Or it's... no? Or is that or is that Del Toro Hellboy? I think that's Del Toro let's Hellboy. Okay. Yeah, let's go with okay. that. Okay, <laughs> alright. Del Toro. Hashtag Del Toro Hellboy. It's good. I, no one else could do it but Ron Perlman, but I, I, the comics are what got me into comics. Like okay. the, the way it's composed, the black spotting, uh, he's just a genius, Mignola. Did, did you like the animated Mignola yes, movies, Blood and Iron, and uh, yeah, I forget the name uh, of the other one? Cheeks Galloway did the character designs on that, and he's a great artist as well. So okay. I, I didn't expect to like them because I'm picky about the Mignola art. But those were great. Those were really I, solid. I, I love those. They were they they to me were. Well, first of all, you got Perlman's voice, and it reminded me a little bit of a, a more adult, better, you know, HBO version of Gargoyles, yeah. which I really yeah. dug in the 90s. I thought Gargoyles I've seen was a solid show, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I wasted. <laughs> Becky's like, what the no, hell? No, I remember the Gargoyles show. Okay. I Dude, do. Okay, fun fact. Do you know that that guy, I forget his name, Greg something, went on to do season two of Witch? the like magical girl show really yeah it's shockingly <laughs> good <but laughs> that's great well, you know Diversion. what you know what gargoyles was a pretty freaking cool show um all right so our show is about movies and pop culture and all those things but before we get into movies and pop culture we need to set the stage and i want to talk about your book because then we're going to Take your book and we're going to move it through the lens of this show. All right. Okay. Let's so do this. <laughs> this is where this is where we fall. What's it about? Also, what's Me. amazing about where we fall, and we talk about this a lot, because uh, we talk about music moments in movies a lot. It's one of the things I am totally hooked on. This this comes with a playlist. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a QR code yeah, in the front, which is so cool. And it has a playlist that you can enjoy yeah, with man. the book. Yeah, there's a. It comes with a three-song exclusive soundtrack by Mitski. Uh, she. Uh, well, let's do it. Let's do the. Tell us about the let's book. Let's do the book, right? Tell um, the book, and then and then we're gonna. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that to people so that if you're buying the book, right on. You also get the music. Um, but this tell us is, about the This book. is where we fall. Is about an astronaut who has to do a uh, an orbital skydive back to Earth and ends up 
crash landing on a world full of people who died from by falling. So yeah, a little, little meta. Uh, the afterlife isn't uh, isn't divvied up by the manner of the life you live at all. It's just how you die. Wow. So Ooh. yeah, it's interesting. It's a little meta. So there's no moral distinction in this afterlife. Religion, good, bad, you know, following your faith center's guidance, being kind, being unkind. None of it matters. Just how you die, the afterlife. It puts you in that version of the afterlife. It's very bureaucratic afterlife. It's very bureaucratic. <laughs> I was going to say, how is afterlife? Is this afterlife organized as society, is, or is it more of a dream state like Sandman? Kind uh, of it's dreamy. Nobody quite is. You know, you wake up. What are you doing there? It's kind more of a like thing. the Wild West. True. Sure. Oh, that's okay. how I drew it. Yeah. It is. Okay. A, yeah, it's a sci-fi western. So oh, there's okay. large cool. expanses where you come across other cities that have fallen down we, we didn't really get into it but I like we were playing with the idea of like how does a city fall you know mm -hmm. that kind of ah, thing so. okay cool yeah. so like like, are we talking like Pompeii gets swallowed by or Atlantis gets swallowed by the earth in theory in theory yeah you would have you know maybe somebody's going digging and yeah there's all the ash fell on Pompeii maybe it's underneath the mountains <laughs> right. in the desert we don't hit that spot of the journey but could be okay that kind of that's, thinking that's yeah. very cool and so um does it deal with the fact that there are other potential realms? They talk, our main, our main uh, cast speak about that at one point in a bit of comedy while walking from place, place to place. Okay, like, and, who is, and what's our main character? Who's it like, who's it based on, or is uh, it entirely a different? We have, there's, there's the, uh, the marine astronaut, uh, there is a cowboy, uh, a confederate soldier cowboy. Mm -hmm. um, we have a, an ex-con, a, a, a lovely lady who's a bit of a hunter character, and uh, a New York City sanitation worker. Wow. Right. Oh, and Barkley the dog. You have a dog. Barkley the dog. You need a dog. I mean, if you're going to do a Wizard of Oz, you need a dog in the front leading yeah, the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, is there a central, is there is there any kind of central anxiety that the main character, we're very anxious people, mm -hmm. so I'm always very interested in the anxiety that characters are experiencing. Uh, the the uh, spaceman who we meet, you know, who's on the cover and, and our, our main Touchstone point. He uh, he is trying to get the uh, he's trying to get a payload of codes that he took out of the International Space Station to his partner Sally, so that they could do you know the completion of their mission. So um, his AI computer that's part of his costume uh, is, is not sure that it was sent. So his mission or oh man, you know, so he's got like unsent email stress. Ba basic, basic, yeah, basically right. he's just seeing the Apple thing spooling the little wheel of death uh, over right, and over right, again right. on his neck on his wrist. His, uh, his only friend is a robot, and he's just discovered that he's dead and nothing matters. So there's anxiety. Yeah. Uh, eventually, but at first he's trying to get to a spot where he could send. Like yeah, he's like, where is the only place in this place that has any technology? Because the first place he comes upon is an old western town, and then we meet, you know, the cowboy character who I love. I absolutely adore. Right. <laughs> now, so. is this an open and shut story, or is it a a series? Is it is it a season, if you will, of a show? Uh, or is it, it's, it's, it's it's a one off, but. You know, dot dot dot. There's an open door at the end. It sounds like it sounds like this is a universe that it could, it could. Um, it was, uh, you know, we 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 just sort of planned this as a as a nice kind of Fight Club 
kind of, you know, twist it up at the end. There you go. I, but but yeah, could there be? Sure. I sure. do have a friend who runs like G&D campaigns and he was like, oh, I love this mechanic. I want to make yeah. other worlds. This yeah. is where we explode. Yeah. Cool. This is where we yeah. stab. We've, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, uh, we've joked about, um, you know, with our, what what the sequel would be from just, you know, what with the title, this is where we rise, this is where we this. We also had we also had a ball with like, this is where we fall her. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we fall this is, where we, this is where we fall with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah, like we were, we were you know, all diehard we were losing it, like what kind this of. This is where we fall furious. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of fall <laughs> worlds or death worlds would there be? I, 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 I think you were in France at that point, but there was one moment where we were just in absolute tears because I was kind of, I don't know, I was locked on the idea of this is where we milk. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in. I was in an uncomfortable <laughs> evening. Uh, it was pretty Only rough. people I was just, who died uh, in dairy. Lactose intolerance. Lactose intolerance related accident. A. How does it happen? B. So you wake. Where, you well, that's where will be. Only people from, <laughs> from Jewish summer from camps. From Jewish summer camps. Possible. You know, you wake up and you're like just like knee deep in milk, and you're like, there's got to be at least two other people there. You know, there's got to be like this. The guy wakes up. He's like, what the? You know. Okay, so I want to take this. That's my vote for the I, sequel. This good. is where we milk. So I want to take. It's weirdly set on it. This isn't the first time this <laughs> no, has come really, up. I scripted it already. <laughs> <laughs> did it? Did it totally scripted. So you've already played one of our games. So we play a number of games on the show, and one of them is called Pitch Imperfect, which is where you pitch a sequel on the spot to something. I mm. think you've already pitched. This a is where we milk. Coming this is where soon. We milk. <laughs> with a vengeance. Yeah, with a vengeance. <laughs> Versus the World Crime League. Do you get that reference? <laughs> bring, it, bring it, bring it. All right. So, so um, we play a game called Cast Away. Cast, cast Ellipsis Away. Where we have people, we do lots of mashups. Like we, our favorite one, I think we've done this entire weekend was, and we used our card game, our, our Friday Night Movie home game, mm -hmm. of which there's only two copies, so it really is our home. But <laughs> it's like your band as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Where someone pulled Cast Away and 80s movies, and then we got to decide the stipulation, which was you have to recast The Breakfast Club with only actors that are in their 70s. This is great. Ooh. Okay. So, so we could give you a stipulation, or we could just say, hey, a film studio. Uh huh. We could make it Disney. We could make it A24. Uh -huh. I don't know. Uh -huh. Has come to you and says, they're going to make This Is Where We Fall, the feature film. Uh -huh. And who are you casting in it? Who's my cast? Or we could say, you know, out of stipulation, say, we're making This Is Where We Fall, but it's going to be a kid's feature. Right? So, but we can take the serious route and say, who would you I'm, cast? I'm want, I want the serious. I'm curious. Uh, it's a Hallmark movie. Who would you cast seriously? Melissa Joan Hart and Rachel Lee Cook. For our for our spaceman character, I kinda had a Will Smith in my head. Oh. But I could go with an Idris Alba. Oh. I ah. mean you could yeah, you could either, tolerate either it. Of those yeah. two, considering they just good. both played the same character in Suicide Spot. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I actually though I have to say, I don't know what you think. Yeah. I liked Idris Elba more. Yeah. He seemed like no, he was solid. having more fun. Yeah, it was fun. There, John Cena and him had a nice beat. They, 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 they were, were good. Really, they were good together. Because I, I, the problem with Will Smith in the first one is that he doesn't need the job, mm. and because he doesn't need the job, he's not that committed mm. to having fun. I want to hope there's an edit of that movie where he like felt like a character, but. Uh, 
<laughs> There's probably there probably is. See, We're never going to film edited by a commercial studio. Yeah. Felt like it. Um, as going on for this, the cowboy character, I would go with Hugh Jackman. Amazing. I like that guy. They're okay. friends. Right. He's a good dude. That's uh, awesome. Uh, Ex-con, I would go with Mac Kerr. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 Mac Kerr. M A C. He's he's casting his friend. Yeah. No. To be fair, Mac is Mac Kerr's a wonderful actor in New York. He's a he's also stunt stunt man, stunt coordinator, and and he he worked on I believe the first John Wick, the second maybe, but he he was he's Keanu's technical actor so oh. it looks a ton like a ton of Keanu is this he's been doing lots of um, animation voiceovers lately oh, and, and nice. just got this great voice hey Mac if you're listening right now look what I did I did you you know it's okay. that kind of a, how do I spell his last name you got name? a great voice Kerr, too I appreciate you um, he is C- on the soundtrack a- C-H-U-R or C-U-H-R sorry Mac uh, one of those two <laughs> it's his last name is K U K K okay right I'm a K-U-H-R. look what you see what I did there I'm doing great yeah um K K H R K U sorry Mac Mac there you go we found you K U Mac sorry you know and it's M A C K K U H R Mac Kerr I would do Mac Kerr he's doing the X Con yeah man I think he would he gets that and if he's not available you know if Mac's busy then maybe we'll ask Keanu okay how about that flip now let's move on (laughs) Uh, oh Simon Pegg for the sanitation Mm -hmm. oh that's solid I love that well well, uh, I kind of would like to see Ellen Barkin play the hunter (laughs) I don't don't know who that is Ellen Barkin Ellen Barkin I love Ellen Barkin I want Ellen Barkin I want her as a badass chick with a shotgun that's so great Ellen Barkin we need more of her also with my Buckaroo Banzai reference earlier Uh always Uh be and then, uh, your dog for Barkley, Fred. Barkley will be the great, whatever the greatest train stage as dog long, is. As long as it's is, not a is, CGI dog, I'm good with it. We're no very CGI, good yeah. CGI dog. No, it's no not going to be like a dog. cybernetic dog, right? It's just like I, a I, dog. No, no cybernetic okay. dog. Because no one, will prosthetics make it into this life, or do you get your original That's a good question. I would think it's how you die. Okay. So if you're, you're a one-legged dude. You know, people did show up with their clothes on, right? That's true. So, so it's whatever is on okay. their person. Yeah, whatever right. you got on okay. you. That would be the... You got some change And I'm looking you, at a picture of Mac Kerr right now, and holy moly. Right? That, I, that's I was basically... What a handsome man. That's Dear a, God. Wow, everyone flocking to his social. I just That is like a... That is a Keanu... I mean, they could have just put him in Bill and Ted 3 and um, probably saved a lot of money. I, I know for a fact there that I think the ending scene of, of uh, Wick 1 where he's just running away is is mad because I, I, I think I'm telling the story right. I was kind of high when well, you know, let's move on. Point being, uh, it was a party, but it's something about him running through that at that time. I think I think Keanu's legs were so screwed from that movie that Mac was like Max the total like running through Central Park dude and everything, which is pretty hot. I think that's pretty hot. You mentioned your friendship with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned to me yesterday, you're allowed to talk about why you all know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Tell sure. us a little bit about that. Other than, other than writing uh, comics and books and things, I've worked in, uh, in film production since getting out of college in New York. I'm a New Yorker. Um, you know, 
bottom of the barrel infrastructure PA stuff up through the years. Just uh, like my sister here. Yeah, doing that. You've been there? Yeah, man. Been there. I was trying to do the DGA thing for a minute, collecting mm -hmm. my days, realized yep. that wasn't my personality, and I flipped yep. into the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, wow. When, I don't know if that's lateral or <laughs> which way, even the, but I did that. I've been, so I've had my card for about 14 years now. And although I have done, uh, you know, a handful, a half dozen of on-camera roles, my, the last thing I did was on Bull on NBC and oh, was, was on board show. to death and stuff. And um, mainly- Another cool New York show. Yeah, man, oh, I like- board to death. I barely, they cut all my lines um. and uh, I basically have to, I, I have a threesome with Tony the Tiger and uh, Smokey <laughs> Bear. Thank you, Jonathan Ames, moving on. Um, and he, John was funny that day. He's like, Chris, I come here, we have an idea. I was like, I was like really? Are you doing this to me? How do you feel about nudity? I was like, really? How do you, how do, well, here's a better question. How do you feel? If it serves the story. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but I do, uh, I've basically for the last decade-ish worked as uh, a technical actor for leading men. Uh, Stand-in is another name, motion capture stuff and uh, in that regard. Yeah, I've worked with Hugh Jackman on two films now. I did, uh, oh my God, it was like 16, 14 months on The Greatest Showman. Whoa. Uh, wow, that is one of my mom's favorite names. Right and, on, man. But favorite movies. And she never says the name of it the same twice. That's fantastic. Have you seen The Greatest Entertainer? Have you seen The Greatest Show on Earth? Have you seen, have you seen Dumbo? Yeah, sure. She just calls sure. it Dumbo sometimes. There was lots and lots of Dumbo Dumbo CGI above that didn't make the cut. She, she just mix it up, mixes it up with the Michael Keaton Dumbo That's sometimes. Pretty That's pretty funny. No, that was a solid thing. That was but she loves it. That was like working on eight months of a music video and then all the actual scenes and it was pretty. It was a pretty long. Now, my gig. kids are going to ask if you got to meet Zac Efron. Yeah, every, he means the world. Quite often, um, quite often. He was, he was, he was coming off of. Um, it was Baywatch at that point, uh, and I just remember that, that, that is a family. He was the classic. The dude, the dude was just sick, Jack. You just see him <laughs> walking the costume, and I'd be like, man. Man, you know, he's like sh a little Someone shorter. Someone would just pay me to work out all the time. It was pretty, but, uh, yeah, I was working know. on that with another uh, another actor I know who was doing his tech acting, Kevin Nunez, and he was, yeah, like every day, he was just sort of like, he'd walk by and like, yeah, the guy was just, how do you do that? You were at The Rock, I guess, for a bunch of months. You do that? <laughs> it's like kind of a, yeah, you get a contact. You just get contact. <laughs> contact, contact. Right. But yeah, contact. I've, I've been doing that. Uh, I've been doing that gig prior to COVID for quite a while. Uh, you, didn't on, do the, I, you didn't do the Prestige. That's before. I did, and that was before me. I did Bad Education uh, with him as well. That you was, did the Prestige. No, no, no. Bad, oh, bad Education. Wow. Film. That was a pretty wow, great. That's really that was cool. kind of my favorite thing to do. It was yeah. such a small cast, and wow. the director was fantastic. Everybody was so so. It was a very nice small mm -hmm. place. I, you know, and with that, I end up being like the off-camera lines and on the phone, yeah. call, and then they put in the other person. So it's a lot of behind-the-scenes work I've been doing. I, I just was on Prodigal Son for uh, some of season two, but all of season one for Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, awesome. what's up, Lou? I told you, told you this book was gonna get somewhere. You know? <laughs> what, what was funny is while I was working on uh, The Prodigal Son, I was doing a ton of the research for Grateful Dead Origins, and I have a number of stories where I would run to the police station, fake room, throw the books in his desk, go through the dynamics and of how they're gonna set up the scene, and then step out and turn around with like a tap on my shoulder as he'd be like, your books, <laughs> you know, so it was, 
kind of <laughs> kind of a kind of busy days on yeah. set. But yeah, man, that's kind of that's what I've been doing. I haven't done it since uh, since the lockdown happened, and it's kind of been great to just be a human being again and not working. 900 hours a week yeah, on man. these sets, you know. I was kind of excited about the Etsy strike and all mm -hmm. that, but we'll see. All right, well, let's talk Origins for a moment, and then Vincent, I want to talk video games. Cool. But yeah. I got to talk Origins yeah. for a moment. So you worked on Grateful Dead Origins. Now, I'm, I've been a Grateful Dead fan. I got into the Grateful Dead. I got a copy wait, of... Wait, wait, you're a Grateful Dead fan? I am a Grateful no. Dead fan. No. Are your friends Grateful Dead fans? Yeah, do you have a few <laughs> friends? Who are, Let me show you what I looked like in 1996. Who was it? Uh, there was... John, Big, Big John. John. It was Big John. Big John. Big John. <laughs> Bobby Buttons. Bobby Buttons. Brandon. Shout out to Bobby. Hey, Bobby Bob's. Buttons. Mr. And, Bobby Buttons. Uh, Mark. Mark. They all uh, got yes. books. Uh, yes, and then Mark. I got one. And you wrote a really, really nice notes to all of them. We had to write a, 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 not a racist Italian joke, but we had to write a really weird Italian joke on somebody's. <laughs> and for the children in Italy listening to this, we will not say. Shout out to Luca. So, who taught me my th this, is, this, is, this is a picture of me in 1996. Oh, yeah, you like to yeah, serve you kind were. of music. That, that's, sure. the, that's the sure. peak Grateful Dead era. Oh. Did you uh, wear yeah. sunglasses uh, indoors a lot? <laughs> that, that, uh, no, that's at night in Jerusalem. I showing, uh, oh, this is, this is but on, yes, I did wear sunglasses. This indoors. is all going to be on your Patreon, right? The, the video of us <laughs> the all video. showing each other photos of ourselves with longer versions of hair. We say we have a Patreon. Our Patreon is we say we entice people that we say if you want the patreon tell us and we'll make it oh, so no, far no Chris. takers for the patreon. oh Look wow yeah that's exactly the same um beautiful so <clears throat> i i got a copy really? of one from the vault it's one of the few shows they did in 1975 right on, right on. at a at a import record store in, in Montreal because in Montreal you couldn't get you could get skeletons from the closet like the best of but you couldn't get the really good stuff right. and I paid 35 Canadian dollars for that thing that's, that's, like, that's Canadian like one dollars. million dollars yeah that's <laughs> like a maple tree and a half yeah exactly when you were you know it was 15 anyways and I got it and Bill Graham introduces them one by one as instru each instrument comes in right you know, Mickey Hart right stage left right Bill Kreutzmann you know, and then, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Grateful Dead, right? That that classic yeah. introduction uh, helps on the way. Yeah. Slipknot, yeah. Franklin's Tower, yeah, yeah. kind of changed my perception of them yeah. and got me into them, right? And I want to say a week or two later, Jerry Garcia dies. Right. And yeah. I had given up the opportunity, if uh, either a few months later or a few months early, a few months earlier, to go see them on what would have been the last tour. Mm -hmm. So I've been a, a consumer and a fan, but in that. Yeah, the post, post in the, the post in period, post yeah. Jerry Garcia sure, sure. era. Um, but not only have have they been a huge inspiration and, and something that I've absorbed, and I've gone to see all the different post Dead iterations, except for the Dead and Company, because I really don't want to see John Mayer singing Grateful Dead songs. It's just not for me. Uh, and I've seen him do it, and it's just not for me. Um, uh, but it's also bound me to different generations. Mm -hmm. Like my buddy Mark is. Uh, you know, a generation before me, and we were sitting on an airplane to the Middle East together. We worked at the State Department, and he just mentioned he liked the dead, mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, man, what's your favorite era? And he said Pigpen, and mm -hmm. we just talked about Pigpen for three hours. Sure. We've been friends for 15, you know, almost 15 years, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, you got a chance to go back to the beginning yes. and tell the story in a way no one else has gotten a chance to tell it. Yes. No pressure, man. None. 
No pressure. Not a bait. Just really easy job. Really easy, easy gig. Job. Anyone could do it. <laughs> First question is, and I hope I, maybe this has been asked you a million yeah, times. Do you think twice about saying yes to that job? Yeah, I said no for three and a half weeks. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't want to take it. Uh, I had a, a number of reasons. Josh Frankel at Z, you know, the book came out through Z Two Comics and is in uh, you know joint collaboration with Rhino Records and Grateful Dead's management. And Rhino so does it was, beautiful work. You know, um, All of their archives yeah. is amazing. David Lemieux, uh, their their chief archivist of a million years, was my editor point person so any any question on anything was you know an email away and then either a reply or he'd get in touch with someone and it's interesting um, it I knew it would be research heavy until I got into it I didn't realize how research heavy um, I didn't know if I was the right voice for this I hadn't done a biography piece like this at all uh, but I had an impartial view on the band the brief for it was a very, you know, the, the rule that was coming down was not to make it about Jerry, but to make it about the dead, you know? And Which I have to say is one of the things that I get frustrated with mm -hmm. when someone does some sort of vanilla biography for the public, mm -hmm. you end up seeing just a Jerry yeah. Garcia rehash. Right, right. And I'm like, look, man, I love Jerry. He obviously was the pilot of the yeah. ship in a lot of the ways. I, I think the engine, you know, But if you're not going to spend run. time learning about Bobby and Billy and yeah. Mickey and all the spill and the yeah. soup yeah. or Pigpen, yeah. then forget it. Yeah, there's, there's what, what was interesting was like, okay, it's not going to be that guy. It's going to be a team book, right? So it's no difference in writing the Avengers or the Fantastic Four or any ensemble cast. So you have to do your... You have to show everyone advancing, you know, growing, finding together. But what was the story? The story is a historical story of what occurred. And anyway, the, the book covers uh, Lesh coming to Magoo's and, and, you know, being offered the position to join. And it ends at Woodstock, which they thought was a horrific show. They hated, you know, they really, they all felt that they played like shit at. Um, it was a lot of research to get in. Uh, I, you know, when I said yes to it, I started delving in. I've read everyone's biography. I've watched hundreds of hours of everything I could find to watch. Um, when Noah Van Skyver and I really started talking about the how of the book, uh, we had this great, this great conversation where he's just like, you know, he thought the script was was point, you know, on point, really. It was, it was a very dense script, and there's a lot of historical beats to make sure it had. And you know, he thought it was a wonderful script. I was really, Noah's a fantastic artist. Everyone's a fan. Like I'm like, when Josh put us together, I was like, oh my god, like how do I do this? How do how do you write for Noah? We're gonna make it feel like the '60s. Even the paper quality is gonna the feel kind of pulpy. Really cool. It's a really pretty book. And again, Rhino does great packaging. That's their jam. They get awards for it, so people are keeping an eye on things. Um, he had said, you know, if we get anything wrong, they're going to kill us. And we cracked up on the phone. And then, you know, he looked at me and he was just like, actually, they're, they're going to come after you. <laughs> and so that actually crippled me for about a week and a half where I was like, uh, 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 they, they are. Uh, everyone is. Holy yeah. shit. And so then, like going to what you said, there was, uh, there was, a, there was a mayor quote. Uh, I saw a video of him talking about how he never played for a band played in a band that only 60% of the audience wanted to hear the songs. And he kind of had his moment of saying like it was, it was like, um, what would you call it? Like, like everyone had their own Grateful Dead. You know, their era they dug, 
Right. And then it becomes a generational thing. And that kind of, that opened it up for me to look at this. It's like, well, what's my Grateful Dead? What's this? Oh, well, I dig this and he digs that. And yet, since everyone's got such a personal beat with this because of the experience, the party they were at, the show they saw, the drugs they take, the mm. bonding that occurred, oh, yeah. all of the things about the American story through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, that cultural growth, that the parking lot party, all of it, there's a, there's, there were so many people who were like, well, this is mine. And that's interesting. That I found that interesting. I found the historical aspects of it really interesting. Like the fact that a band could persevere all of like, you know, 20th century American history, that's that's bizarre. Talk to any politician who's elected, they probably know who the Grateful Dead is. They probably went to a show. That's a thing, you know, that's their kids do. Somebody's heard that. Um, it's like a legacy band at that point or something. You know, yeah. it's more than just the music, right? It's and, the and Beatles you, or something well, like that. And even think. the Beatles, you know, like, you know, nothing touches the Beatles. Yeah. But the Beatles were around every, for a, a minute, very short right? period. So, so there's the thing. And then, of course, nothing stays the same. Different, different members, different cast of characters, different music, different times. So I like the evolution of it. And I, I was completely petrified of the amount of the amount of research and there was the you know it's always been on the table that this would be a four book series so when I started researching this I I went in to research mm -hmm. it you know so it's it was a lot it was a lot to do I'm glad I did it I'm really I'm really proud of the entire creative team on this because we were you know we were under a lot of pressure Z2 comics hadn't had a book of this band's caliber yet they now they've They've got dozens and dozens of like major A-list wow. artists well, that are all tethering. You can do you know, this that one, right? The, and so they, that was a lot. That was riding on our shoulders a lot. Like this is their first like real American band, real kind of world band. So I'm really, I'm really proud of like Aladdin and his colors. I'm really proud of everything that Noah did as far as the art. You know, the writing's okay. <laughs> I think the writing's well, look, are story we, we've been talking about with comic artists all week and is story still has to be there and has to drive it and you're telling a story that is a great American myth right mm -hmm. this isn't even just hate ass right? we're talking about something that is a great American myth Becky lives in San Francisco uh, in Berkeley yeah it's infused in a part of our country's history oh yeah man. it really is I was shocked at things just about like you know the Merry Pranksters and Ken Kesey and like the fact that you know you, you've got Cassidy. Oh, yeah. how do you have Cassidy? Neil Cassidy? How is on the road, fucking Neil Cassidy sleeping in the same room as we're like chilling out? How does that happen? How do you cross Kerouac with like it's just what a weird group of people and a weird <laughs> moment in time. Like, I really and love when and there were there were beats of that where you know it. I didn't like, know it. Like it was just. It, I loved reading about that stuff. There's a theme I want to tease out and dedicate this teasing for my buddy Mark. Mark. <laughs> did we and write a dead book for Mark? What? Did we sign one for Mark? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Mark is. I want to tease this out for Mark because people often talk about the dead as hippies. Sure. But the dead are outlaws. Sure, more, yeah, a bunch of cowboys. Yeah. They're more outlaws. They got, they got that gun period where they're all up in, up in Weir's ranch. Well, I mean, it not, I mean, but not just guns. When you think about, like, they essentially gave, they gave their music away for free, mm -hmm. right? Screw you to the record mm -hmm. companies. They, other than Kiss, I don't know if any other band invented marketing mm -mm. more than the dead did. 
right? What Before Jerry, anyone did. I'm not sure if it was Jerry or not. It was just like, well, what do we care? We've played the music, we're done with it. Like it was that time of a yeah. quote. People were like, why are you allowing this? Why do you have like a, a pit of people recording? You know, in the 80s and stuff, you had like an area where people were just like coming like, yeah. with all this portable gear on them. Like, I mean, what were they powering it with in those years? Car batteries? Like, what was, <laughs> what was going on at that thing? You know, now we're like, oh, this is my, my battery pack. It lasts eight years. But. And in the aesthetic of the book, I love that you feel that outlaw vibe. Right on, man. It is not. Thank you. Like I said, it is not a cliche story of the dead. It is a graphic novel of the dead. It is not a comic book of the I'm, dead. I'm glad you feel that it, way. Thank it you. Is, it is something that someone's going to pick up and they're going to learn about the depth and the texture of the dead in a way that brings something new to the table. As opposed to sometimes I feel like CNN does a special on the 60s and the Grateful <laughs> Dead and they're like, there was this thing called acid and there was this guy named Jerry Garcia yeah. and I'm always like, wah, wah, thanks enough. And so I think it brings so much and it's so beautiful. And I, I mean, I speak for all fans, but it, we're so great, grateful. We're grateful <laughs> that this exists. Now, you said it's part of a four book series. Can you tell us if book two or three or four are on the works and if you're um, part of it or is that like I'm treading mm, into NDA territory? Uh, nothing is approved and nothing is happening yet. Okay. But, I but um, the script, I spent the uh, I spent the first few months of my su uh, COVID summer vacation. Uh, <laughs> the script for the second book is complete. Okay. So, well, I will be, yeah. I hope you'll be at Baltimore with the books and I, I will have yeah. more funny people for you to write inscriptions I, I, we, with one day. Noah Van Skyver, Aladdin and I, the three of us have all spoken about this and we all kind of became. You're all, like, we will oh, write man, Bobby Buttons and you, you know what I mean? So it was, it's one of those things like after doing this and being in it, it everyone's like, are you a deadhead? Are you a deadhead? Have you become, are you a deadhead now? And I've like, you have this moment where you're like, yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it happened. I, you can't read this much of this much and listen to every variant of every song and not like take an appreciation of this piece. So we're hopeful, man. Noah wants to do it. I want to do it. Aladdin wants to do it. Just waiting on the powers that be at Rhino and Z2 to have a phone call. I think right now. Yeah. Hey, deadheads. How about this? That's deadheads, right. unite. Hashtag Grateful Dead Origins <laughs> book two. Where is it? It's a big hashtag. All right. Do you, you, have a little bit, you guys have a little <laughs> bit more time? Do you, have, do you guys have a little bit more time? I realize we are. Tech. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask Vincent about video games. Sure. You, guys are, you guys are fantastic, man. Oh. Well, let's I'm just do this. All right, next year, let's all set up in the same booth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> believe me, we already signed up for next year, so we're, solid. we just put our paperwork we're in. Solid, solid. Um, I want to talk to Vincent about video games, and then I want to come back, and I want to end the grand finale. Mm. We are going to voice cast. Oh, shit. Not, not people cast, okay. not human cast. We're going to voice cast the animated series. Okay, I could do that. Of, so just start your brains, you know. Okay. And now her husband, by the way, super accomplished animation Hired. director. Hired. Call, call Josh and Shradar at Z2. Like Their legit. numbers are like, one, six, one. Like okay. Netflix and Pixar. <laughs> like Netflix and Pixar, not like in, a, in the basement. Solid. Um, let's do this. Vincent, <laughs> let's talk video games. You're also involved in the gaming industry. and uh, and But let's talk video games and storytelling. Because we have a dear friend, her name's Michelle Reed. She's a cosplayer, she's a writer, she's a script writer. She's been on our show. And one of the things she has really illuminated for me 
is how much storytelling is part of video games. Now look, when I was a kid, yeah, you were you had you had the Zelda, you were Link, and the story was get the Triforce and get the princess. I don't want it to be more complicated on that, but nowadays that is required. When you approach creating a game, what is important about making that story? Sure. Um, well, so I can speak to my own experience at Telltale, which is where I worked, uh, and that's a very story-based company. I mean, they're doing full-on adventure games that you, you play as a character. You uh, give make. some examples for the listeners. Yeah, cause... sure. Um, their best-known one is the Walking Dead game. No kidding. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that was their, uh, their game of the year winner. Um, and then they did Minecraft Story Mode, which has a shocking amount of fans. Like, maybe it's not our generation, but when I talk about this to, like, I don't know, I visited my high school recently, and all those kids were like, they were more jazzed about the Minecraft than anything. So, cool. Minecraft okay. Story Mode, uh, they did Batman, the Telltale series recently. They oh, did wow. a, a Guardians of the Galaxy tied in oh, wow. game. Um, they did a lot of stuff. They no longer exist. Um, they went out of business, oh, sadly, man. a little while ago. I think they're. It's one of those ones where, like, it might come back. There's anyway. I don't know about that stuff. That's like NBA business dealing mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but I was brought on as a cinematic artist, which means that um, someone else is writing the story. They're sort of designing where the characters are going to go. They're recording the the lines, and then I get a scene with basically these characters who are already. Um, pre-modeled, right? So mm -hmm. I got like the 3D model of. Uh, this is where just... we're in Becky's world entirely. Oh, Becky cool. lives okay. this yeah, with her husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I understand. I was doing it in the Bay too. Uh, Telltale was located in San Rafael, so oh, North, yeah. North okay. Bay from where you were. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, so we get the the character models They're already rigged. So we got like Batman. You can move around. We mm -hmm. have animations for him. We have the environment, and we have the voice acting, and then we have this super cool. I, I don't know how much proprietary stuff I can talk about, but. We have this very cool branching script format, and that's the thing that's very unique to video games, and I think was very unique to Telltale, how they built their games, where they would have people who would write out the whole story, and then they would build it in the script so you could actually like click and play along with the story before we'd made the game. You could see how your dialogue choices would affect the story. Oh, and cool. so like video game scripts, like a movie script is like, I don't know, Chris, you worked at this, like, it's like 100 pages maybe, 150? 190. 190? Oh, yeah, longer than I thought. Video game scripts are like, you know, like a, a thousand. Like it's crazy. Whoa. It's a, it's like War and Peace every time you play a video game. Wow. Because you just have to write a bunch of alternate. You know, the player needs to have choice, so you really need to write a bunch of alternate things, and it gets really costly because if the player kills his character halfway through the game, or they have the choice to kill the character halfway through the game, you got to build like a version of the game where that character is alive, then you got to build a version of the game where that character is dead, right? So it very quickly. You know, you're making like ten movies. This is instead why of those movie, business right? people in Big thought Josh Baskin was nuts when he wanted to make the Choose Your Own Adventure comic book. It's, I, I actually That's still true. want to figure out how to do a Choose Your Own Adventure comic okay, book. Okay, all right. But it's, you it's remember, tough. You remember Zork? Yeah. Zork. Right. No, it's Zork. Zork. It was a Choose Your Own Adventure book series. Oh where yeah, yeah, like yeah. You yeah, go yeah. to page twenty-two. Yeah, oh, yeah, you hear? Yeah. I love those Choose Your oh, Adventure. Oh my god. Books. I remember having. You know why? Because when I wanted to short circuit having to do a book report. I'd get a choose your own adventure and I'd die as soon as possible and then my book report would be like really short. That's pretty hot. I got eaten <laughs> I got eaten by the werewolf. The end. That's pretty good. There's a lit sorry, quick side note. There's one adventure book, I think it's called like The Secrets of Paradiso or some like fantasy planet that is like you know, the perfect place to live. And the whole point is to get to Paradiso. 
but you can't do it. Like, no choice you make will get you there. You have to cheat and, like, flip through the book and find the page that says, you made it to Paradiso. How did you get here? No one knows. And it's, like, this total fuck with you. All right, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are. Fuck yeah. Uh, it's totally this adventure comic uh, book that's just designed to fuck with people. Like, like disappoint children. I love it. It's, yeah. Anyway, we tried not to do that with our Teletillions. We tried to pay things off, and the writers were... I'm still friends with a couple of them, um... Jo- uh, one of his name is Josh. I'm forgetting his last name right now, so that doesn't do you any good. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, they did great work, and I, it was just my job to finish it. Like I was really like a cinematographer of video games. Oh wow, that's it's, really cool. It's tight, and we got a lot of autonomy because they have just a ton of co- content to make. So they're just like, oh, this scene, make it action packed, and, and just go. And they're like, you have, you know, I'm a kid straight out of so college. So autonomy like, is great, yeah. but are you ever, uh, you're out of college, so you just think you're invincible, I guess. But oh, no, 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 back you, to you the have imposter syndrome. You're like, do I belong here? Is oh, okay. it, am I doing a good job? But, but okay, I did. So <laughs> I asked this question of Chris, like when he said no to the dead book, uh-huh. you're given a property, whether it's somebody's property, they've been creating their IP, this mm-hmm. is their dream, this is their moment. Or they're like, here's Guardians of the Galaxy or Batman. Don't screw it up, buddy. How do you cope with that as an artist? Uh, that's a good question. But actually, in this case, I really trusted the team. Like, okay. Video games is such a big ship, and I really liked everybody I worked with. They're good people. So you just are like, all right, my boss, he's going to the meetings with the DC executives, and they're talking about this. And he comes to me, and he says, yeah, maybe don't do that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I, I just, you just trust the process. Uh, that said, especially like Batman as a fan, like I really wanted him to look cool, you know. Like, I really wanted, I really Loving wanted the, the shots to be really dramatic. Yeah, I wanted, important. you know. Well, I, I do think um, there's a debate over whether or not people should be fans of a property if they're working on it or not. And I don't know if you have to be a fan, but I do. There's something to be said for having some love for a character, or at least or respect. 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 I agree. Go with respect. Yeah. I think if you disrespect a character and you work on it, it's when you end up in trouble with the fans. Probably. The, like we don't need to we're mention. Not we're not going to open up the can of worms, but I, have, he's have, really thinking of one thing. Worms? Yeah. We have, we have a just, we have a can of worms at the yeah. show. Okay. We're not going to open up. All right. Let's get to the grand finale here. Sure, we sure. gave you, and Vincent, you should play too if you want to. I, I, mean, I think I this guy. The book. This guy's a really clear idea of who he wants. Okay. I would just do get Jeff Goldblum for everybody. Just like the entire cast of Buckaroo Banzai. That's the Grateful Dead. The entire cast of Buckaroo Banzai. We want. <laughs> we want. Uh, what's his name? Oh my God, Clancy Brown. He'll be. He'll be Pigpen. Um, uh, voice cast of Grateful Dead Origins animated film. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Really? Oh, boy. Uh, he changed it on you last minute, though. You really... No, we, we warned you a few no, minutes no, ago. No, no, I thought we were doing Fall. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's, that's okay. okay. We thought, um, they thought you were doing Oh, you fall. thought I was doing Fall? No, no, no. I was thought... Oh, really? Jeff Goldblum for every the, member of The I Grateful Dead. I messed that up. I meant The Grateful Dead Origins. No, we're good. We're good. Um, well. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. You can have another minute. We can talk more about You're video games for a second. <laughs> all right. He's quick on his feet. All right. All right. Well, I, I, I think... Uh, we can do this one, too, though. No, no, no. Let's, let's go with this. Um, for Jerry, uh, what's Oswald. What's his name? Peyton Oswald? Peyton Oswald. 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 Yeah, that playful yeah. prankster. That's great. That. Um, I feel like Phil, Phil Lesh needs someone who's sort of, you know, kind of 
wise. Low voice wise. Let's wise. say Willem Dafoe. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> also because he's very cerebral. Let's try Willem That's Dafoe. a great choice, <laughs> I cerebral. Know, I don't know if that's going to work. Might murder you if you step out of line. And I feel like if there's any member of the dead that would low-key get the most mad at you, it's Phil. Yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah. he's the one that wrote... Yeah. On the executives, yeah. that letter, yeah. you know? Okay. Let's do Brad Pitt for uh, for Weir. Yes. So see, I was gonna go. I was gonna go lazy, and say Jeff Bridges. But for the era you're talking about, but for the era you're talking about, Brad Pitt is right on, man. Right I, I, on. Um, let's do Tim and Eric for uh, both drummers. <laughs> <laughs> let's get them in there for these guys. Right? Why not? Who'd we miss? And Pigpen. Oh. Pigpen. Andy Circus. Oh, doing Very like cool. doing a voice. Doing a voice. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. And then, okay. And then, uh, you know. I don't think, I mean, my, no pressure to do. You jo- don't have well, to. Well, Joe's, you know, the, the, head, the head of the, the, the head, head of, of their label, Smith, Joseph was my favorite character in that. So <laughs> we got to get like. I mean, it's just going to Je- Giamatti? You know Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I just assumed it was Giamatti because he gets all of the record oh, executive jobs. But, it's but true. Goldblum is is, Goldblum is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. All right. And then oh oh, uh, Ethan Hawke for um, for Cassidy, for you know, uh, right? We got a little mm-hmm. bit of Ethan Hawke in there, and then Ken that. Kesey. We got to get somebody. Got to have charisma there. Ken Kesey. Got to have a lot of that's, got a charisma. Need a big one. Mark Maron. For Ken Kesey. That's really interesting. Let's try, let's try that out, Mr. Marin. Get me on your podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, yeah. We're the direct line to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mountain Girl. Who do we get for a... Oh, um, okay, so Mountain Girl. That's interesting. I don't really know her voice because she's not on anything. Yeah. So Ellen Barkin for Mountain yeah. Girl. Yeah, let's okay. Bring her back, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're not stuck with age no. or anything no. like that. we got a couple of cameo people that could jump in and out there. Now, Mountain Girl doesn't sing, right? No, she doesn't sing. No, she's no but yeah. for Janis Joplin, you know who I'm going to throw what do you, you got? Yeah, what do you Janis got for Joplin. Janis? I want to throw you actor, comedian, writer, then on our show. Go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, mm-hmm. could, you know, we might help. Jackie Tone. You know her? Hired. Okay. Done. Awesome. <laughs> Done. She would be great. She can, she can great. sing. And then, you know, if, if a book two ever does happen and we're doing this again, we should... Get Donna Jean to oh. do Donna Jean. Donna we Jean should just get Donna, Donna Jean to be herself when that, when that, that happens that's in the amazing. future. Um, like all right. Chris Miskevich, Vincent Kings, this has been an epic episode. <laughs> tell us and tell the listeners all the places people should follow you. Go for it. Uh, I am on the Instagram, the Twitter, and the Facebook. Uh, it is Chris Miskevich, God help you, C H R I S. M I S K I E W I C Z, and it will then be in our show notes. Don't okay. worry. You know what? Then just show notes. Yeah, we, I am on all of that. We go. Uh, I too am on the Instagram. It's just my name, Vincent Dot Kings. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Vin Makes Comics. Hmm. Uh, and send me your email, and I will send you time dogs every week. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. There, there yeah. is another Christmas sketch. He does astronomy videos. <laughs> we follow amazing. each other. I'm the one with the guy who needs a haircut picture. <laughs> Okay. Not the stars. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> but he has a really good astronomy page. It's really great. <laughs> uh, uh, the book is This Is Where We Fall. It is wild. 
Um, it also has a playlist. Sa original soundtrack from Mitski uh, on sale now by Z2 Comics, where you can also get Grateful Dead Origins. And uh, I don't know the release date, but the next biography I'm doing with them is uh, Elvis Presley. Amazing. Yeah, that'll be a next year kind of thing. We'll Chris, see how that Chris, goes. Chris, quick question. Who voices the cowboy on the original soundtrack for This Is Where We Fall? Oh, we're doing that. Huh? <laughs> we're doing that. And I'm it is true. Yeah, it is true. Uh, on the three, there are three songs in that the Mitski did, and I am, I am the voice of the cowboy. That's a, that's so if you like, I would if you like his voice, voice you get <laughs> more with, on the and, soundtrack. And with that, um, uh, follow Friday Night Movie at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. The rest of it's in the show notes. Thank you so Thanks much, for, gentlemen, for being thank here. You guys. With thank us. you guys, man. This was All awesome. Right. Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. You are listening to our Baltimore Comic-Con special. Becky and I are coming at you with interviews from the convention floor and lots of other awesome content. Remember, you can always follow us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Becky on Twitter at PaperBKPrincess. You can follow me at Pancake4Table on Twitter and Instagram. And even though Lily isn't with us at the convention, she will be popping up on the live streams. So make sure to tweet at her at Chichi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K, the letter K, Gomez on Twitter. Check out the show notes for all of the causes we are supporting and organizations we're supporting. And go to the website, FridayNightMoviePod.com, to sign up for our newsletter. And keep following the feed for all of the exciting Baltimore Comic Con content we have coming your way. Thanks for listening. That's amazing. Whereas <laughs> right. people have asked, do you do, you do the balloon? That's <laughs> 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 something I would ask. I love that. I love it. I uh, love it. Uh, so you uh, write the words uh, in the balloon? It's like my mom's understanding <laughs> yeah. of what I do. Okay. All right. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start at the. Uh, I'll start the show. We're starting on such a good note. We already have a mom joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we make fun of our moms con constantly on this show. All right. <laughs> My mom's cool. She just doesn't read comics. Oh, <laughs> we need you to point the so the mic has a very narrow. Yep. Um, gotcha. Uh, I gotta really make so love to get this that. Mic. Yes. Oh, all right. You, you can well, adjust it. Adjust it so it's pointed at like a like a laser beam, and then I'll adjust the gain as we go. Think of me as. Mom? As no, as um, as Dick pre, you know, Dick's picks. Before there was Dave's picks, there was Dick, and he did the soundboard stuff. Um, Solid. This is a bootleg. But, but you know that copy. Dick's picks means something very different Shh, these don't. days. Don't right? tell him. Don't don't tell him. This is gonna be the best cold open ever. All right. <laughs>